Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode 113 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Bluehost. The best web hosting for just $3.95 a month, Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting service by WordPress.org. Every account features one-click WordPress installation. Plus, Bluehost's trained in-house experts are there to help 24-7. Their robust help center includes guides, video tutorials, and more. You can try them and love them, or get a refund within 30 days of signing up. Your satisfaction is their top priority, and they're confident you'll be pleased with their services. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash episode 113 and click the Bluehost picture for more information today. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Manic Monday. Did you have a lovely weekend with your family and your friends? I hope so. As you know, on Monday, I work to try to transition you from that lovely weekend I hope you had back into the work week where we talk about all things, numbers, measuring, reporting, workforce management, whatever you can measure, we're talking about it on Monday. Why? Because you're probably reading reports and turning in reports. So today is going to be no different. But before we get started, I do want to let you know that I have a few announcements for you. The free 30-minute coaching sessions that I had offered to you in January have closed. So you can go ahead and catch me on Twitter at FSoche, F like Frank, Soche. And ask me any question that you need to there. I am happy to help you out. Or you can just email me at frankie at sociallysupportive.com. And the other announcement is, if you haven't heard about it yet, my new book is coming out. And I'm very excited to bring you this new book. It's called What Customers Want. If you're a member of the social pack, then I'm going to be sending you right to your inbox some excerpts of the book before it's available to the general market. And don't worry, if you haven't signed up for the social pack yet, it's not too late. You still have time. So just head on over to sociallysupportive.com and sign up. What's going to happen if you sign up? Well, I'm not going to charge you any money. I'm not going to email you every day these really long emails that you have to go all the way through. I don't even have a long podcast. The podcast is only 20 minutes long because you're busy and I'm busy. And I only want to tell you things that are very interesting to you. So I might tell you about great technology I've heard about. I might tell you about events and webinars that are coming up, conferences. For example, Social Media Marketing World, I'll be covering that at the end of February. So I'll probably tell you a little bit about that, some of the other events that are coming up. So make sure that you go over and sign up for the social pack. You'll get the excerpts. You'll be on the inside so that you can stay on top of what is happening out there in digital and social customer care. Okay. So let's go ahead and get started. Today's inspiration comes to us from today's guest, and it's by Dr. Seuss, who said, sometimes the questions are complicated and the answers are simple. And that is so true. 
And our book of the day, also brought to us by today's guest, is by Dr. Kevin Lehman, titled The Birth Order Book, Why You Are the Way You Are. So who is today's guest? Well, today's guest is originally from Detroit, and she has an eclectic background of research, agency, broadcast, and SaaS experience. She's done product work, sales, and management. She currently runs the customer experience product line for Question Pro. She lives in Half Moon Bay, California with her college sweetheart, aww, and they have 20-year-old twin daughters currently figuring out what empty nest really means, and they love being outdoors, hiking with their lab, going to the beach, playing golf, and they love tennis and baking. So well-rounded today's guest is. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I bring you Sandy Stretch. Sandy, it's so great to have you on the show. Oh, thanks, Frankie. So glad to be here. I can't believe that after we had such a long discussion a couple of times, I think, about the software that you're with, Question Pro, and how excited I was when we met at our conference, that I was so excited to talk to you about so many things, and we had a lot in common, but I didn't know until before we started recording that we both have sets of twin daughters. How fun is that? I know. It's great, isn't it? It is great. I'm, I'm always glad because when I meet somebody who has twin daughters that are older than mine, that you can survive all the way <laughs> as far, at least as far along as they've gotten with their twins. And I remember being at the grocery store when my girls were infants and you'd have two infant daughters and you're trying to get your shopping done and you've had one in each arm and you've got bags. And other people who didn't have twins would say, oh, you're doubly blessed. And you would say, thank you. But parents of other twins would look at you and say, it gets better. <laughs> so it's all about perspective. And I thought that that was really neat that we had that in common. Yep. So true. So true. Yes. And I was so excited, like I said, when we met at the conference that we met at, which conference was it? That was CX, CX Talks, Talks. Yep. Yes, here in Atlanta that we met. And I talked about that conference. I covered that for CX Talks. So we talked about it a lot on the show. And I told people, you meet great experts when you go to these types of events. And I was so excited. I think you probably remember when I saw your booth and I said, people in digital and social customer care have to survey more. You've got to come on the show and talk about this. So I'm glad that we finally got you here. Yep. Glad to be here. So excited to chat with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And today you're going to help us understand how we can measure customer satisfaction using surveys. And that's something that, like I said, in digital and social, we could use a lot more of. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, absolutely. So the biggest question is, do you really know how your customers feel about you and your products and your services? And we found that the only way to really know is to ask. Asking is a great way to build lifetime loyal customers. The simple task of asking your customer base for their opinions and feedback shows them that you value them and you intend to improve their experience. And that leads to long-term loyalty. And as you know, acquiring customers is expensive. And your best customers are the customers that you currently have. So the longer they remain a customer, the cheaper it is to serve them over time. And that equals greater value ultimately to your organization. There's been research done that it's six to seven times more expensive to attract a new customer than it is to retain an existing one. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. And the profitability of selling to an existing customer is up to 14 times higher than the probability of selling to a no customer. Oh, that makes sense. Somebody who's already your customer would then be more likely to continue to buy from you because they already know, like, and trust you. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about those first impressions. You know, first impressions occur during that early life experience of a customer, that company, brand, service, whatever you're offering, that really early experience really sets the tone for your relationship going forward. So let's take that first support ticket for an example. We've got a fictitious company called Acme Bombs. They're a new customer. They've had an amazing onboarding process with you. And then that first call that they make to the support team, and they find out that a product feature that they really wanted, it was an impetus to them buying, and they find out that it's delayed. This has recently happened to a colleague of mine, I know for sure. So this is definitely a real scenario. Okay, go ahead. Exactly. So the customers that have had a flawless onboarding process, they'll take it in stride. All right, no problem. Everything's been amazing to this point. But on the other hand, a customer with a rocky onboarding process, they're going to start to question their purchase. And are you now starting a new business relationship, digging out of a situation that you had no control over? The point is customer loyalty starts early on with the notion of trust. So then how do we get the data for our customer satisfaction and KPIs? The answer is simple. We ask, we ask again, and then we ask some more. Now, this is a fine line. We don't want to ask to the point of annoyance because then you're not building a strong customer relationship. You're really just annoying a customer. Yes. And there's so many different times that you're interacting, especially in digital and social customer care. Being able to make sure that you don't over-survey is huge. Exactly. Exactly. So we call those do not send rules. And here at Question Pro, we've actually built those do not send rules right into the technology. So even if you have multiple user groups within your organization, sending out surveys, marketing surveys, customer experience surveys, our system will stop those surveys in the track so no one person gets over-surveyed. So beware of survey fatigue. The recommendation is to not send out surveys more than once every, I'd say, 90 to 120 days. Oh, that's a good metric to know. Good to know like 90 to 120 days is when you should be sending out your surveys. Yep. And keep in mind that customer satisfaction is really a moving target. So you must continually survey your customer to find out what it takes to satisfy them today, tomorrow, and the next day. Good to know. Good point. And then you'll have the data you need to figure out how you're doing and what operational changes you'll need to make internally. Really think about this as you get that feedback, make operational changes to make the customers happy, resurvey again. Is that still an issue? Did a new issue get uncovered? And then you can move forward. So customer satisfaction is one of the many key performance indicators that organizations routinely measure. Your customer satisfaction KPI is like a vital sign for your business. Improve it and you improve the overall health of your organization. But the customer satisfaction KPI or CSAT survey question in and of itself is just one tool in your customer experience toolbox. To gain a complete and holistic view of your customer's opinion, you should also consider using and asking MPS questions, level of satisfaction, overall satisfaction. 
review external industry benchmarks and brand attributes. So let me jump in by starting with that first one, the net promoter score. Basically, net promoter score is a measure of loyalty. How many of your customers like your brand enough to recommend or promote your brand to others? If more people recommend you than not, your score is positive, meaning you're experiencing relative organic growth. If an equal amount promote you than not, you've got some work to do to push the needle from detractor to promoter. If you have more people that do not promote your brand, the detractors, than do, you need to find out why. The likelihood of organic growth is unlikely. Referrals, after all, are the best form of advertising. So true. Yep. And those promoters, they're definitely, they love you. They're going to recommend you and they'll refer you to others. And I think we can all think of a brand, at least one brand that we're in love with, and we can't wait to tell somebody about the great experience that we've had with them. You know, some of the brands that have the highest year over year NPS scores would be brands like USAA is always really high, right? The insurance company for service personnel and their family members or Chick-fil-A consistently. I mean, who doesn't just rave about not only the food, but also the experience? So those are some of the ones that do really well on their NPS scores. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And another thing to think about, you hear when you talk about NPS, a lot of people talk about the detractors and the promoters. Those passives are those people in the middle, the meh. I could be good or bad. They're really neutral. And a lot of companies ignore these passives. But that's a mistake. The passives can easily become detractors. They can also easily become promoters. It is much easier converting a passive to a promoter than a detractor to a promoter. So depending on your strategy, be sure to pay attention to your passives when you're looking at NPS scores. Now, the next one we look at is that satisfied question, extremely satisfied or very satisfied. The percent of customers who rate their experience with your brand as extremely or very satisfied is another good barometer of your business performance. If you can determine why these people are so satisfied, you can apply those lessons to more of your customer base. The importance of satisfied customers can't be understated. They're more likely to be loyal, more likely to tell others about you, and they form a revenue base that you can build upon for years going forward. The third question type that we like to consider is overall satisfaction. Now, every business would like all of its customers to be 100% satisfied 100% of the time, but that's not realistic. What's important that the customer satisfaction KPI should always be rising. If your overall satisfaction number is increasing, you're headed in the right direction. You can track whether or not your rating is going up by setting internal benchmarks. And how do you do this? You make sure you're repeating the same customer satisfaction survey so you can measure each set of new results against the old. That way you can set goals, target problem areas, make improvements to your customer service processes the smart way, using your customer's feedback. While this approach is super useful, don't forget to hone in on specific touch points to figure out what's working and what's not working. Great. So then you're making sure that everything's going up and to the right. It's not going to be 100% all the time, every time, but up and to the right is what we're shooting for here and figuring out what opportunities you have and tracking change over time. 
Exactly, exactly. And we talked a little bit earlier about those do not send rules. That doesn't mean you survey once, wait 90 or 120 days and survey again. What you should really be doing is surveying a subsample of your customer base a little bit every week, every two weeks, every month, a sampling of that. So you've got continuous feedback, but you never over-survey the same individual more than once in every 90 to 120 days. I am so glad that you brought that up because when you said 90 to 120 days for customer surveys, I would have thought to myself, okay, so you've got a new survey that comes out every 90 to 120 days. But that's not what you're saying. What you're saying is the same customer. So Mr. Smith only gets a survey sent to him every 90 to 120 days, but that you are periodically sending a survey to Mr. Jones and Mrs. Doe and all of the different people. And so you're sort of cycling through. And it sounds like technology is going to be very helpful to make sure that you're getting all of that done the appropriate way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'd like to automate that process so those details are not in your preview that you're spending your time analyzing that feedback so you can take action. So the other piece that we like to look at is those external industry benchmarks. Now, speaking of benchmarking, it's also important to understand where your brand stands compared to your competition. Even the highest rated companies only get it right about 80% of the time, which Ironically, that 88 happens to be the USAA NPS score at any given time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. So everybody has plenty of room for improvement. And those external benchmarks, they're just that. It's a benchmark. So with the growth of customer experience or CX and voice of customer or VOC programs, the availability of benchmark data is highly available on the web. Simply Google your industry an NPS benchmark, and you will find several sources. This will give you an idea of comparison to your closest competitors. Similar to customer satisfaction scores, these are moving targets in simply a snapshot in time. So you may look up a number today, that's going to change in six months, it's going to change in a year. So again, you really want to adjust your survey questions, react to the responses by your customers, make operational changes, and then level set again. So with all of this said, your ultimate goal should be to better your own internal processes for your own customers so you can measure your improvements. Your best benchmark is your own. The best way is to compare your company NPS over time and to isolate changes, such as changes in the customer mix. To start, launch a campaign to send out your first NPS survey and treat that first set of results as your baseline for improvement. As you begin improving your NPS, be sure to focus on increasing your response rates to collect more data to learn more about your customer's experience. And finally, that fifth question that you should really think about when measuring surveys is those brand attributes. Make sure you and your customers are on the same page when it comes to what they expect from your company. Do customers see your startup company as unique and innovative? If they don't, but you do, you need to find a way to bridge that gap. Send a brand attribute survey to customers to get a sense of how they view your company so you can continue to work hard to meet their expectations or work harder to change your brand image. When your company's and your customers' perceptions of your attributes align, you're much more likely to keep customers happy 
and keep coming back for more. So how do we ensure that we have happy customers? They will tell you what they love about you, what more they want from you. And to measure your customer's happiness, you need to build a survey and track your main KPIs. Remember not to over-survey any individual on an annual basis and keep it to more than every 90 days or once a quarter. Most importantly, ask. Ask the right questions at the right time to the right people and use that feedback to better your business practices. There you have it, everybody. Sandy Stretch from Question Pro with fantastic information on what we should be doing when we are surveying our customers. And Sandy, if people want to reach out to Question Pro to find out what you do and how they can get in touch with you, where should they reach out? Email is great. It's Sandy, S A N D I dot stretch, S T R E T C H at questionpro.com. Today's episode is brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered right to your door. They search out exceptional craft beers from around the country and then deliver the monthly beer club selections direct to you or your gift recipient's door. You can choose an ongoing beer club membership or craft beer club gifts to ship monthly, every other month, or even quarterly. This is a fantastic gift for the craft beer enthusiast in your life. Give 1 to 12 shipments and receive up to 3 bonus gifts and an additional $25 bonus with your order. All right, that's what I've got for you today on this fantastic Manic Monday. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for Tech Tuesday, where we'll be talking about all things technical related to delivering fantastic digital and social customer care. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. This is Sandy Stretch, and we will catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time. 